hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Philip Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team, and welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Wait a minute, we're, we're missing one of the amigos here. What, <laughs> yeah. What's happening? Where we, uh, is Robert Golfie? We're, we're shorthanded today. Wow, down a man. Yeah, yeah but just we're, we're going to make it the work. Two of us going to make the show rock today. <laughs> so where's the big guy? Uh, he took off. Took off to the uh, to Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, uh, probably going to get himself down down trouble at Tootsie's there. <laughs> He's in the music uh, city, but, uh, but he's there yeah. for a specific reason, though. Yeah, he's um, he's he's going to visit one of the top real estate agents, uh, top Remax agents in the world. I think he's ranked one number one or two in the entire world for Remax. Does over fourteen hundred transactions a year. Uh, runs a really good business down there. So he's going down there to meet him, pick his brain, take him out for dinner, and see you know if there's any systems or or you know find out what he's doing where we can kind of come back here and and uh, and be able to to assist our team and and kind of you know, increase and enhance the, you know, client experience for our clients and, and different marketing strategies. We, uh, he, he runs a, runs an amazing business, has a huge team. Um, so it's, you know, he, he always does this, you know, probably three or four times a year, he'll go down and meet different, uh, different realtors from, from different parts of the United States that, that have, you know, similar operations and big teams. Um, and, uh, he, he loves it. It's, you know, it's a fun way to travel, gets away for the weekend and, um, you know, and, and still building his business and something that's important to us. I didn't realize that Nashville was that active of a real estate market. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, he does, he, he covers, you know, the surrounding area, but, uh, he's, um, his name's Gary Ashton. Uh, he's the, actually the, um, the head sponsor of the Tennessee Titans football <laughs> team. Um, and, and, and just, he's, he's built a remarkable business down there and, and has some, you know, really good systems that that he uses that we're trying to implement and kind of copy and yeah. and seeing how we can kind of build our business and, and and mimic his while kind of catering it to to our market and seeing right. what what we can do here. It's all about learning best practices, and if it works down there, it, it should work. Yeah, you know, we to a degree we, up we here. feel like the the Americans they're so um you know they're so far ahead of us in terms of um, real estate systems and real estate marketing and and being able to do different you know, having different ideas to implement different systems. And we, we get a lot of our stuff of what we learn um, from the from the Americans hmm. and what they're doing. They have a more of a corporate structure. Um, and, and, and that's when you start to see kind of an, uh, you know, an organizational structure where you have different management teams and management staff as you continue to grow as an organization. So, you know, we see things down there where they have like a, you know, a um, operations manager, then a marketing manager, then a sales manager, right? We're here. It's, it's you know, teams aren't that big yet. Right. Um, but we're transitioning to that stage where we're, we're trying to implement new management roles within within our team. And, and, and we're just, you know, trying to see what, you know, what those job descriptions look like and what those roles entail and, and seeing how they support the rest of the team to, to be able to, to grow, to continue to grow. And, and then overall, it, it, it makes, you know, and enhances our, our client experience and, and making sure that, that if we have a full team that can support each facet of the organization, that nothing gets overlooked and, and ensures that, you know, we continue to, to support each client and customer in, in a certain way that 
that you know the single or the smaller team can't, and that's where our benefit continues to grow. That's uh, very interesting and exciting, and it sounds like maybe in the not too distant future you might be in grow mode and hiring new people to do different things. Yeah, we're we're always we're always looking for you know that's what we're always looking to do, um, and sometimes we. You know, people will come to us with an opportunity that where where they see a spot in our organization where they can help, and that's where we're often most surprised. Is, hmm. is you know somebody will come to us with a role and say, "Hey, you know, I've done this for this team, or I've done this for for this real estate company. Do you guys have somebody doing this for you?" And then we'll kind of you know look you know sit down and, and go through a process and and see how this can help our team, and if it can ha- if it can, and and the you know the dollar value makes sense and the return on investment makes sense, then you know we'll implement it. Right. Um, I think you know one of the things that's made us really successful is we go all in. Right. If somebody comes with us with a with a new you know a lo- new lead generation or a new marketing strategy, we don't just you know you know, dip our toe in it. Um, we we kind of go all in and, and we put the investment behind it. We put the dollars behind it and we see if it works. And, and, and just as much as we jump in, if we know it doesn't work, we'll jump right out. Right. So it's a sink or swim kind of mentality. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and some people have a hard time where, where they'll see a new system and, and they'll say, you know, I'll try it out. And then they, you know, they don't put that, you know, they don't, they don't go all in and then they say, oh, it didn't work. Right. Well, it's because you didn't give it a chance to work. Right. Um, often one of the, you know, the rules in real estate is, is, and this goes for anybody who's just starting or, or trying to develop your business. And every team meeting, we, we say what you do today, you'll get, you'll see a return on in six months from now. Right. If you put in, you know, if you, if you go to work and you put on, you know, you put in a hundred calls and, and you know, you're not going to get somebody that's going to buy a house tomorrow. Right. You're going to get somebody that, you know, is going to look to buy six months from now or, or two months from now. So, um, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard, you know, it's a hard industry where, where, you know, one of the hardest things to do is get people to work with you or, or, you know, why should we work with you and not somebody else? You know, what, what, what's your value and what, what advantage do you have over the other 3000 realtors mm-hmm. on, the, on the Hamilton Burlington real estate board or the 48,000 realtors in Toronto? Yeah. You know, what, what, you know, why, why should we work with you? So, right. um, it's, it's continually to make sure that you're, you're innovating and, 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 you know, providing that value to, to people so so that they continue to call you back and they continue to tell their friends and family about you and and, and talk about your, your team. It's very much different than uh, most other industries where you get that instant gratification or you get that instant sale or that instant item. This is more of a process. Yeah, there's there's a lot more stages to it. Like even even in comparison to buying a car, right? If you if you're looking if you're shopping for a car, you can shop hundreds of dealerships for the same car, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's it's um, where you know what car you want. Now you're just shopping for the best price. Um, and and whereas you know a real estate is very relationship based. It's very um, um, relationship focused. Where you're prior, you know you're providing a, an exceptional service. Well continuing to maintain a client relationship through a number of years, mm-hmm. right? Because somebody's going to sell their home three, four, five times in their life. And we've seen the, you know, the data, how it's increased from, you know, my grandparents who've lived in the exact same home for the last, I don't know, 60 years. Right. And, and, and they, they continue to live there where, you know, in my, in my life, I've already moved five times. Mm-hmm. I've, I, and, and that's not including the move I made to university and home. So right, right. it's, um, you know, if you you know, it's it's making sure that that you you're providing that client experience and establishing that relationship early on. And we've you know we've already seen where where we've helped parents move, and now now they've you know they've come back to us and say, hey, you know, my my son or daughter is looking for their first home. 
you know, we want to help mm-hmm. you. And, 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 and it's because the experience that they went through was and it's great. that comfort level, yeah. right? It's, it's that comfort level. It's the, um, you know, it's, it's everything to do with the entire process. And, and, and often when, when a person comes to a real estate agent, it's not just them, it's their, it's their support staff, right? It's, it's who they've referred you to, right? Whether it's a home inspector, whether, whether it's a lawyer, whether it's, you know, um, a carpenter that they needed to use to get some work done or a plumber. Um, often real estate agents have a very good sphere of, of influence in terms of people around them that support them and being able to, to you know, get stuff done at, at home or, or, or whatever the case is. Right. Um, and, and you, you kind of develop those relationships. And if, you know, it's people that allow us to do, to do our job the right way and people that kind of, you know, support us and trust us and, and, and just say, hey, you know, you guys are the experts. Let's, you know, let's take your advice um, and, and go ahead with it. It's uh, often a, a very big success. Uh, go to the website, robgolfie.com. Uh, uh, a great amount of information on there, including uh, listings, uh, videos. I was actually on the website the other day uh, watching uh, one of the videos that uh, Rob had done and really fantastically done. Just, uh, you know, <laughs> a smidge of evidence of how all in you guys are. It's, yeah. it's, it's really well done. Robgolfie.com. Again, the website, robgolfi.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram, like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, we'll pounce on this in a future episode. Email questions at robgolfie.com. Questions at robgolfie.com. On the show today, we're going to talk about uh, five reasons clients should house hunt in the fall and some surprising statistics uh, regarding that. But uh, what everyone is talking about this week, over the last couple of days at least, is um, the legalization of recreational cannabis in this country it took effect on Wednesday. So what should you know about cannabis, uh, cannabis legalization and Real estate. There's a ton of topics to get to. Maybe we'll start with uh, landlords and tenants and what they should know in this regard. Yeah, I mean, what a revolutionary week for for Crazy. Canada. It's, yeah. it's been you know, it's been talked about. It's been kind of knocked around, pushed back. It's been you know the height of the the marijuana cannabis stocks, the 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 ebbs and flows of those. It's people have been completely dialed into what's been going on and and uh, and and following it every step of the way. And, and meanwhile, it's been used as a recreational drug forever, right? Um, Illegally, it's, but yeah, <laughs> it's 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 nothing that's gonna you know really gonna change or, or somebody you know it's not like somebody's gonna walk into this country and say wow you know there's a lot of pot smokers right now, right it's not or people coming here just to smoke pot I mean it's not really gonna happen. It's, uh, it's but it, it's crazy how much buzz it's it's created and how yeah. much buzz it's caught um and and just kind of watching the news you know even the even the the police they're 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 just kind of taking it all in and saying hey you know we're going to learn as we go we're going to experience new situations as we go mm-hmm. you know we've been trained on this but we're we're still going to have to adapt and, and 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 get ready for it and i think that's like the rest of uh, everybody else yeah. as well, right? Well, in terms of the police, too, they're still trying to find a, I guess, a 100% foolproof tool to use to test on drug-impaired drivers uh, who are uh, smoking marijuana. So that, I mean, that's an interesting scenario. But from a real estate perspective, I mean, there's a lot of uh, hoops and questions, really, that people are going to have. And uh, whether you're buying a home or selling a home and there's legal pot in there, if you've been growing some plants, 
there, there are a lot of questions that I'm sure you guys are going to get as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, and, and we're going to have to adapt to them um, just as much as everybody else. I think the biggest one is, is you know, there hasn't been any changes in terms of the Landlord-Tenancy Act. Right, yeah. In terms of, you know, what, what, you're, what you're allowed to do. If... If a landlord says you're not allowed to grow marijuana in the house, then you're, you know you're not allowed to grow marijuana in the house. It's mm-hmm. it's it's he's the owner of the house. He's the one who's going to make the rules. It's very similar to a to a pet rule. There's a little bit of a difference in terms of a pet rule because you cannot get kicked out because of a pet, but you can definitely I I can see people getting kicked out because they have a marijuana plant yeah. in, inside the house, and I think that's you know completely. Okay. Yeah, uh, um, I, would, I would agree with that too. Especially if I'm another tenant in a house or an apartment building. Yeah. And you know that this uh, this person is uh, smoking or growing or whatever. You know, you you want them out of it. But I think it's it's important for for real estate representatives and realtors to know to make sure that it's highlighted in the in the agreement and state there will be absolutely no smoking or growing or manufacturing of any illegal or not not illegal anymore, but right. any. Any marijuana plants or cannabis plants within the the premises. We're going to dive into this topic a little more in our next segment. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin in studio today with Philip Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website, Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well. If you've missed a past episode, you can go online to RobGolfie.com or 900CHML.com, but even easier, just download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you download your favorite podcast. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, five reasons clients should house hunt in the fall and what you need to know about cannabis legalization and real estate here in Canada. Of course, on Wednesday, the big day, happy cannabis day, I guess uh, we can say, (laughs) (laughs) recreational uh, marijuana legalized in this nation, uh, only the second country on the planet, which is kind of hard it's, to believe. It's impressive. Uh, it's the, definitely the largest market. It's, it's oh, it's, without a doubt. And, and Canada has this huge, you know, this this feel good around the country, right? And I, I think people are going to look and say, "Hey, if Canada's done it, you know, we can we can definitely do it too." Yeah. Right. Well, in terms I, of being the front runner. Yeah, I think other countries. Uruguay is the other country back in two thousand one to do it. Um, I think other countries are going to look at what is happening here, how everything transpires, and then say, "Okay, we can do it too," but we're not going to make these mistakes. And I'm That's sure, right. and I'm sure, you know, uh, people and, and and governments in this country are going to make. Um, for instance, the policing angle or, you know, downloading a lot of the nitty-gritty stuff to municipalities and provinces. So I'm sure other countries are going to look at that and say, you know, we can do that a little bit better. So that'll yeah. be interesting. So in terms of real estate, Zucasa had a study, uh, very interesting, that uh, basically uh, revealed attitudes of both Canadian homeowners and renters on the impact of cannabis use on property Value. So let's get into some of the numbers because I found this somewhat interesting. Fifty-seven uh, percent of homeowners felt that growing a legal amount of cannabis would negatively impact property value. So more than half of those who have a home or are looking to get into a home feel that 
growing marijuana is is not the right choice for them. Yeah, I I mean I can I can totally see it. I've been through properties in terms of showing properties where where we've you know we've walked through the property, we've walked through the yard, and we've seen marijuana plants on a, on a neighbor's property. And and uh, and and this was about a year ago, and my clients looking at me and saying, you know. This property isn't for me. There's, right. there's, you know, a pot smoker next door. And these pot smokers were next door. Yeah, yeah. So, so the and 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 it's crazy how you know the dynamic has has changed, right? Where it's you're going to start seeing that more often and right. be, become more accepted. But even just a year ago, somebody's you know kind of looking at it as an illegal yeah. drug and and you know looking at it as a grow up. You know, not not necessarily a grow up, but it was very recreational. It was only two plants. You know. Sure. It wasn't a major operation. Yeah, it's, not, it's not. It wasn't exactly. It's not a major. It's not a greenhouse in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. And, but uh, but completely shied away from the property and saying, mm. "Hey, listen, you know, I'm not I'm not comfortable with that right next door. I got kids and 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 that that sort of thing." But I think I think we'll we'll continue to become more educated in terms of the right way to do it, in terms of the right way to grow, the right mm-hmm. way to to manage you know marijuana plants. I think. There's always that mold factor where a lot of people know yeah. that once you grow with grow, there is that that the high level of moisture within the house and re- results in mold. And a, a lot of the times, you know, we've seen you know different houses that have been grow operations. You know, some of them have have needed to be torn down, or or some of them have had you know substantial financial investment to to be able to to you know take it back to its normal normal being in terms of removing removing the mold mm-hmm. and resuscitating the property. What I find maybe most interesting is um, it, it's quite obvious that the level of acceptance towards those who smoke marijuana or grow it in their own home is going to, I think, relax a little bit. I think it's just going to come, you know, become part of society. Uh, but when you are talking about buying a home where a grow op, legal or otherwise, has been done, I think that gets people thinking, especially if they're not marijuana smokers or even smokers in general, gets them thinking that, you know, this is not a place for me, despite the fact that, you know, they've got, they've grown accustomed to people, you know, smoking pot. Yeah, I think I think if you are going to grow marijuana in your own home, you have to understand that can have a huge negative impact on value of your property. Mm-hmm. And especially if you don't do it the right way, if you're going to if you're going to, you know, not be educated, not learn how to do it the right way. It's not. It's not just because you've grown it in your house, but it can result in structural damage. It can result in, um, you know, a significant amount of damage to your property where you're going to have to, you know, it's it's going to significantly decrease the value, or, or you're going to have to, you know, financially invest to bring it back to where it was. Right. Um. It's 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 scary, right? It's scary where we're going to be put in a position. You know, if if you're in a multiple offer situation. It's important to ask the right questions. Has has there been you know marijuana grown within the property? I think you have a, a good idea in terms of walking through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, often it, you know it results in a little setup, maybe you know some wiring changes, or, or and, and you have a you can definitely see if if somebody's um, you know changed the property or, or you know done it in a way to to be able to grow a, a couple plants, but it, it's important to make sure that you you put in the right clauses in the agreement of purchase and sale. To make sure that that they they warrant and represent that either if they have or they haven't, and to make sure that they disclose it. Um, and and you know it's it's in, 
you have to ask the right questions. But it's so funny yesterday when people come out and once it's been legalized, you know, they take a picture of their plants and say, hey, bear, <laughs> and the plants are like eight feet tall or 12 <laughs> yeah. feet. Oh, it's wow. You know, wow. You, you grew those pretty quick in 24 hours. <laughs> that miracle hours. grow really works. <laughs> <laughs> you you got you got You guys are really on board with this. I'm excited to see what they look like in a week from now. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, some more uh, percentages and statistics from this uh, Zucasa study on uh, real estate and, uh, and legalized cannabis now here in Canada. Uh, percentages of home buyers, this is really interesting, percentages of home buyers who say they'd be less interested in buying a home if they knew cannabis was grown legally on the property, 52% of buyers overall uh, would be less interested, 38% of millennials would be less interested, that goes up to 58% when you ask Gen Xers, and 59% of baby boomers. So the millennials, obviously, and and, and not surprisingly, uh, yeah, yeah. More, more accepting of it. Um, so I guess within the next 10 to 20 years, when more of those millennials start buying homes, uh, who knows, we might see more grow-ups and, and, and more of an acceptance towards grow-ups in homes, do you think? Yeah, I I, I think so. I think, um, I mean, just in the past, past two weeks, I've become so, you know, adaptive and, and understanding, you know, what strands, like, you know, the different type of strands of marijuana and this, the CBD strand where it's, where it's, you know, less THC and mm-hmm. it, it's very, um, it helps with anxiety and depression and, um, and, and it's, you know, a pain reliever, right? Stuff like that where, you know, I always thought marijuana was just kind of a recreational Marijuana drug, was marijuana, Kind of right? get high, listen yeah. to music and- Eat some know, burritos eat, and pizza. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of what we <laughs> viewed it as. And, and, and it's, you know, it's, you know, you become lazy and it- that's what has been drilled into right. our minds by teachers and society being like, hey, if you're going to smoke pot, you're going to be lazy. You know, you're going to probably be a dropout. And mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. such this negative, you know, um, census surrounding what what comes with marijuana. But you, you start to kind of look, you know, deeper into it. And you have, you know, world class doctors and world class researchers saying, you know, this is this is so beneficial to you in contrast to the painkillers that are filled with chemicals that are out there and, and there's CBD and, and there's so many different factors in terms of marijuana that, that this can really help you. Um, and, and if you can have that in within your own home and, you know, not have it get prescribed and, and, you know, it's a very natural organic kind of, kind of substance. And and I think it's going to be very beneficial to, to society. I mean, the painkillers that are out there just filled with chemicals and, and we've seen, you know, the the addictive side of yeah. it where people really struggle with it um i think this is this is going to be great and but it, it, it you know you just want to want to take away the negative impacts because there's going to be negative impacts this is such a substantial oh, sure. change um in society there's going to be negative aspects of it but it's making sure that people people use it in the right way and people mm-hmm. don't abuse it and, and 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 it's making sure that that you know we would hate to s- see somebody buy a home and and be con, you know and and be lied to in terms of not disclosing of of marijuana plants within the home and, and getting in there and then realizing that there's mold or there's structural damage or yeah. you know there's there's wiring issues or or any of that nature. So I mean, and bringing it back to real estate, it's 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 a scary time. I I I think you know there will be a very small fraction of homes that will have it. I think I think you know I was on the website the. Uh, where the, the, the government o- the website, OCS? yeah, the yep. OCS website. It's it's a great little website that they have built. It's it's very, very simple, easy and, to use, and yep. you can have you know you can have it into your into your own property within days, right? Um, there's a lot that goes into into faci- facilitating and manufacturing a marijuana plant. It's a lot of maintenance, a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Where if somebody can go hop online and kind of have it delivered right to their door, I, I you know 
there's a lot of benefits in terms of not not needing to do the plant. Yeah, I I, I think most people are going to go to that website most or definitely. go or go to the retail stores when they start opening in April. And we were talking about this either last week or, or a couple of weeks ago. On uh, it's no different than growing a vegetable garden. Yeah. You know, if you want some, it's a tomatoes hobby. Or, it's, a, it's a fun yeah. hobby. It's a fun exactly. hobby to keep you busy. Something to look after. Right. Something to you know be a part of it, and and uh, you know it might even feel good smoking it after because it's <laughs> yeah, your own, right? right? Yeah. And, and if it's bad, you won't admit it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and it's, it's no different than the tomatoes you grow in yeah, your garden. You, you know, exactly. They're, they're more nutritious. Uh, you get a, 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 a much better feel when you're eating them because you know you, you put in the time to A grow, higher level right? of satisfaction, exactly. for sure. Um, so, if, yeah, I, I think most people are going to go to the website. Yeah, and it's 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 a great website that they've built. It's very informative, very very understanding. It's That's, that's where I see it going, and I think... Um, a lot of people. I'm surprised when they when they you know put it. I'm surprised we, it didn't shut down. It didn't crash. Yeah. yeah. Well, Spotify at one point they were tracking a uh, hundred sales per minute uh, on Wednesday, and uh, it was you, uh, you can obviously see the uh, ramifications and the popularity that people wanted to get their hands on some of this product. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's and, and just kind of see what it's all about, right? See how the system works. Right. You know, hop on the website. See, you know, really like it's it's crazy to think like you know. You can order marijuana online yes. from the government and have it delivered right <laughs> to your door. It's with names crazy. like it's, with yeah, with names could. like Shishkaberry <laughs> and Supersonic. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's wild. Yeah. It's it's impressive. It's it's crazy to see how far we've come. It's a new era for sure. For those of you who are listening, who are considering um, growing your own plants, and you know, if you want to do that, you're, you're allowed <laughs> four four per household. But the cost of smoking marijuana in your home, according to um, the president. of Dell Suites and Dell Condominium Rental Property Management Companies. Uh, this person by the name of Dan Henderson uh, suggests that it can cost five to six thousand dollars to get the smell of marijuana smoke out of the walls and floors. Uh, it's not the stigma; it's just the number of expenses to maintain the unit and the complaints landlords receive from their neighbors. So, obviously, that, I mean that's another impact for selling your home. I mean, if you've been growing plants and smoking marijuana, yeah, it does, I guess, get into the the walls and gets into the floors and and whatnot. So, there is a cost to, I guess, remediate your own home. Yeah, and and you know, it's not just marijuana. This cost can smoke. Be yeah, yeah. It, and and it. It could be associated with anything. Like like this this cost could be with with having four or five cats, right? Yeah, exactly. Ha- with having dogs, it's it's if you don't maintain and and you don't take care of your property, it, it can it's not just marijuana that's going to devalue the price of your home or or this cost isn't just associated with marijuana. It's mm-hmm. associated with with a number of things that if you abuse the privileges within the you know within your own home, it's it's going to devalue your property is going to cost you a lot of money to clean it up and, yep. and and take it out we've been in numerous numerous properties where you walk in and it just smells like cats and mm-hmm. and you kind of look around and be like you know this property is a nice property it's a great home but you know if they if they didn't have 13 cats living inside <laughs> it yeah it, it would, and probably, it would so... probably be worth one hundred and fifty thousand dollars more yeah and that's the reality of it it's a hundred like i'm not kidding a hundred thousand dollars more is going to devalue this just property just because of the smell and, wow. and the stains and the you know what I mean and everything that comes with it. It's only five to six thousand to 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 Clean do, and that's and that's when those little you know the real estate investors they want you know give me the properties with the fourteen fifteen <laughs> cats because I'll clean it up <laughs> and I'll make you know make. 25 30 grand on right. it and, and and you know stuff like that so but it, it will it will devalue your home there's there's no there's no question about mm-hmm. it if you're going to use it just be aware that that you know if you're going to smoke inside and this goes with cigarettes this goes with marijuana this goes with anything 
it's going to devalue your home if, if somebody walks in there and smells it. Yeah. And and the, the issue is, and it can go with those, you know, the pet owners as well, is they don't notice it until someone else uh, mentions it because they're living in it all the time. They're yeah. just used to it, right? Yeah. It's, it's, and it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to say, hey, you know, we got to bring in some air freshener. Yeah, we got to bring in the your uh, house stinks. <laughs> yeah, we got to bring in a couple people in some hazmat suits and get this thing, uh, get this thing on the road. And, and 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 I think people people want, need to hear that yeah. because if you can tell somebody, say, hey, listen, if you pay attention to this property for the next three weekends and and, and clean it up and get the carpet cleaners and get the you know get the different cleaners in here, we can make you a lot more money. And as soon as you put that factor into it and say, you know, it allows us to market it better, it allows us to, to have a better experience when somebody's walking through the home, people are more adaptive to that and say, hey, listen, you know, if we can make ten dollars or $15,000 more by, by steaming the carpets mm-hmm. and getting a couple, you know, steamers or, or air fresheners in here, yeah, yeah that's something we, we would be willing to do. So the million-dollar question, it might not even be this much, is do home sellers have to disclose illegal grow-ups or legal cannabis growth? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and even if they don't disclose it, I think there's something that, that a real estate re- representative should put in there and, 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 and be able to find out and make sure that that, that question is addressed during the offer situation. A couple more stats as we wrap up this segment from uh, this Zucasa study. Um, the survey also found that nearly half of respondents don't want to live near a cannabis dispensary. 42% of those polled say that having this type of business in their neighborhood would harm nearby property values. 48% of respondents say the presence of a dispensary nearby would reduce their desire to purchase a specific property. Very interesting. Uh, and only 15% of all respondents indicate they would consider growing cannabis in their homes. So back to that, uh, you know, anecdotal statistic that most people are probably going to go to the stores uh, to get their supply. When we return, five reasons clients should house hunt in the fall. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Homeward bound, I wish I was homeward bound. Home, when my thoughts are escaping home, when my music's playing home. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Philip Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast be it itunes or google play email us questions at robgolfie.com is the email address if you have a question or a topic idea you would like us to discuss on a future program that email address again is questions at robgolfie.com these guys all over social media check out the rob golfie facebook page and on twitter and instagram the handle is at rob golfie just before we get to those five reasons clients should house hunt in the fall uh, regarding that one stat from the zucasa study about 42 percent of those post- say um, they don't want to live near a, 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 a legal marijuana dispensary. Uh, do you think house hunters, because they want to check out their neighborhoods, they want to be near highways, they want to be near shopping centers, they want to be near schools, parks, uh, do you think they will look at that to say, hey, where's the nearest pot dispensary uh, when they do open in the spring? Well, there's already been, you know, different articles and different different um, incidences of people complaining about it, yeah. right? I mean, there was one in Stony Creek on King Street Right downtown, uh, right down down there. There's there's um, a dispensary there, and people said in you know the surrounding area that it's it's they don't they don't want it that people smoking up in their cars. Mm-hmm. And this was this was before it was legal before, before it was legal. Yeah. Um, 
I, I can see it happening. I can see where, where people might shy away from it. But I think uh, it, it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. But I, I can definitely see it happening. If people have young kids and, mm-hmm. and children. And um, it's, it's one thing is there's a big, big uh, plant in Grimsby right now. And it's it's thousands and thousands of square feet. A huge, huge grow operation there. And they're actually planning to put the high school within, you know, a stone's throw of it. Really? They're 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 combining the uh, the Beamsville and uh, Grimsby High School, and it's going to be a, a a one you know a one a one big super high school, mm-hmm. and and it's going right next to the to this big plan in Grimsby. So wow. I know there's been some controversy over that, and, and definitely some town hall meetings about that. <laughs> but but to show you that you know, if you look at it in a way and say, hey, listen, this is this is a revolutionary process. You know, let's maybe use this plan as an educational facility. Sure. Oh, yeah. It might be. It might be great to have the high school right beside it. You know, we can have classes. We can have cannabis. This. We can have yeah. cooking classes. We can have. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you if you kind of put a spin on it that way and say this is a society. This is what it's. It's a whole new industry. Yeah. This is. You know, it's no different than having a greenhouse at at, at, at you know beside your school and mm-hmm. and um and learning about the you know the plants and and you know the the you know the organics of of that. It's it's the exact same thing. I think it's just hard for people to get used to it, and, right. and hard for people to adapt to. It's it's and and I mean we've seen Niagara College implement a cannabis program, but you know there's been there's always this negative notion around this this plant being right beside the high school. But let's turn it around in a, in a different way and let's be optimistic about it and mm-hmm. say you know this is a great learning opportunity that a lot of people, a lot of students might like that that wouldn't have had it before. And and you know I'm sure there's going to be different co-ops there, and 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 it's something oh, yeah. that's caught a lot of interest of of young students that they're that they might look forward to and look look forward to that do you think this might be hard to predict but do you think property values around legal dispensaries or legal uh storefronts that sell marijuana will be a little bit lower at least maybe off in the initial going i think it's going to be interesting to see what it entails, right? If there's a huge, huge odor that comes with it, then mm. yeah, maybe, right? Maybe, maybe during during the you know where they're drying it out or during the growing process that you know they need air and they they open up all the windows and the entire yeah. you know the entire neighborhood smells like like marijuana. Then you know perhaps it, it might be right, but but it should be interesting. I mean, if they're if if every, if everything's grown and you know confined it to their own space, then you know you wouldn't know if it's there anyways, right? right? Um, it's not like they're you know, it's not like these facilities are going to have these big glowing billboards on top saying, <laughs> hey, we're marijuana grow off, right? It's right. just, it wouldn't be in their best interest to do that. Um, the only way you can tell it's, it's a it's a marijuana grow up is because it looks like a penitentiary, right? They got like the 12 <laughs> foot fence around it with right. the barbed wire on yeah. top, right? And that's just, that's just due to the, the legalities of having one. I don't think it's going to be. Um, I think, you know, I think it, you know, it's going to bring, it might increase property values, right? Because mm-hmm. if if this, you know, we, we have a lot of empty greenhouses in the Niagara area right now that are being bought up and turned into these marijuana facilities and marijuana grow ups, which are going to create jobs. It's going to attract a lot of different people to, to come down. Um, Westbrook Greenhouse in Grimsby is a, is a huge operation that, that got bought by a, a marijuana growing company. Players Paradise, the mm-hmm. very controversial kind of buying yeah. was was another one that was purchased right so if if you have specialists in this area in 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 this industry that are going to move to the area it's going to be you know it might increase property values we shall see uh let's move over to the five reasons clients should house hunt in the fall this one really blew me away according to realty track and realtor.com october is the best time to snag a deal on a house 
Uh, they analyzed more than 32 million sales of single-family homes and condos between the year 2000 and 2015, finding that those who purchased in October paid 2.6% below the average estimated full market value for their property. And October 8th, which I know is passed us by, but October 8th specifically seems to offer the best deals for buyers <laughs> with an average of 10.8% discount. That's it's, really it's, weird. This is this is a, a really good article that I found um, with some really good sample size data. It's not something that they've come out 15 in. years yeah, of data. It's yeah. pretty impressive. It's really impressive. And it's something that, you know, we've noticed as a team um, and, and every single point here that I'll, that I'll get to is, is true. Um, do we, do we want to go through them after? We'll, we'll do we'll it after the break. After yes. the break, the radio hook <laughs> at its best. We're going to go through the five reasons Klein should house hunt in the fall. Stay with us. Thirty-two million sales of single-family homes and condos between 2000 and 2015, and uh, October seems to be the month where the deals can be had. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. In studio today with Philip Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. Like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, we'll get to it on a future episode. Email us, questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. You can also suggest a topic idea as well. Five reasons clients should house hunt in the fall. So this is RealtyTrack and Realtor.com that have analyzed more than 32 million sales of single-family homes and condos between 2000 and 2015, 15 years of data. And they found that those people who purchased in October paid 2.6% below the average estimated full market value for their property. And October 8th, seems to offer the best deals for buyers <laughs> with an average 10.8% discount. What's with October that's, 8th? That's some serious micro-analytics. Wow, yeah. That, <laughs> that, that is, I mean, 10.8% discount. I mean, if you're just talking about a uh, $100,000 home, that's huge savings. Yeah. If you're talking about a million-dollar home, yeah. now you're really in the money. Yeah, uh, yeah. So five reasons clients should house hunt in the fall. Let's go through all five of them. Or, yeah, I'm going to start with one that's not on this list. And, oh, okay. And, and so I'm, we got six reasons. Yeah, we got six. And, and the first <laughs> one is, is Christmas. It allows people, once you hit October... Everybody kind of starts to turn the corner and look look towards Christmas. Everybody wants to be in their property. If you're if you're in the process of buying a property, you want to be in and set up and ready, right? So whether you're hosting your family Christmas dinner or hosting Christmas dinner, people start to look towards that. So sellers want to move on too, right? So it's it's that notion where, where the properties right now is we're starting to look at at you know beginning of December closing dates, uh, late November closing dates, mm-hmm. um, in 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 that area. So. It, it's you, you kind of put a rush on it. So once November hits, do most people or do many people hit the pause and say, you know what, we'll we'll look the, at this again in the spring? They'll hit the pause or they'll find something, if they find something that they like, 
they'll push it to a closing date into mid or late January. Now, every every situation is different. Yeah. Um, we've seen people close during the holidays. Um, it's a lot. It's difficult because there's a lot of lawyers that shut down for two weeks during the right. holidays. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of people that kind of go on vacation. That kind of everything kind of slows down. So it's it's sometimes it's a little bit harder to do business. Um, that way. But we'll see a lot of people. They'll 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 push it back to to after. Um, you know, January, right? Um, right. In, in that in that time frame. Interesting. Okay, number one, less focus on landscaping. This is interesting. Yeah. So you you notice the the dynamics of the home more instead of you know pulling up to a house and seeing something that's overgrown or something that's you know needs needs attention. You're 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 more focusing on on the property and the the home itself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's you know you're you're able to concentrate more on the actual home. It's it's actually a a really you know true. Uh, topic that that I really didn't think of until I read this article, and it, and it makes sense. Yeah, because in the the spring or the summer, I mean, everything's in bloom. Uh, you might have bushes around the yeah. house uh, or, or whatnot, and in uh, certainly in October, I mean, the leaves are are falling or have fallen, so you get a better picture of the exterior of the home, and you can see maybe perhaps some deficiencies. Yeah, yeah, and and with that being said, if you're if you're a property that has very nice landscaping where you've put a lot of time and effort into your landscaping, and it and and, and landscaping isn't cheap you'd want to be able to sell in the summer. So mm-hmm. if you're that type of home, you wait until the summer until everything's bloomed right. for sure. Uh, five reasons clients should house hunt in the fall. Reason number two, the pressure is off. Yeah, the, the buyer pool. There's a lot less buyers out there looking um, during this time. Either people have already purchased in the spring. As we get closer to you know the, the, the colder season, not a lot of people li- like like looking at homes when mm-hmm. it's cold. Um, you're, you're, you know, there, there's, there is a lot less competition. Um, it gets darker buyers. sooner as well, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, number three, agents have more time. So I guess the pressure is off for you guys too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we um, for sure, agents agents do have more time. We're working with with less buyers right now. Um, it allows us to be more more client focused. Not that we aren't client focused sure. in the summer, but instead of having you know forty, yeah. you might have you know half of that. Um, you know, it, it's it allows you know we have more time if somebody wants to see you know properties same day or or, or next day, you know. We'll be able to accommodate them to to their schedule and and um, you know work around their mm-hmm. schedule a little bit more um, just because you know we have that time available for sure. So is is October the start of the kind of winter slowdown? Is yeah. that the first month where you kind of realize it, it's it's yeah for sure you, you definitely realize it um, in terms of overall sales. Um, it, it is harder to sell, um, but easier to buy. So right. you know we it's something that 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 we continue to work with it's it's you know it's just a part of the season the ebbs and flows of the seasons mm-hmm. in, in the real estate market uh, five reasons clients should house hunt in the fall we've gone through less focus on landscaping the pressure is off agents have more time number four better deals yeah this states that those who are selling in the fall are less likely to have personal deadlines they like to meet um and and it's just stating that you know they're less likely to have, you know, relocations or, mm-hmm. or, or they're just selling because it's, it's just their own personal desire to make a move. Right. Um, I don't know how true that is, but, but, you know, in the, in the spring. Because that could happen anytime. Of the yeah. Year. But, but I think in the spring, you start to see a lot of people move around the school, right. around the schooling time where you're selling in the spring to move in the summer. Um, and, and everybody wants their child to start the, you know, the, the new year, day one. Right. In um, their own home. In their, in their own home, going on the first day of school with all their friends and classmates. Um, and especially if you're going to a new school, it's, you know, you want to, you want to start day one with mm-hmm. everybody. 
Um, not that it's a bad thing if you don't, but I think if people had their own personal preference, they'd want it that way for yeah. sure. Well, I remember uh, when my parents sold their home, this is in the mid-80s, and for the first couple of months, we were driving uh, a heck of a lot longer than we used to just to get to school because our house, which was being built, was not ready in right. time. And so right. it is very disruptive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and number five on five reasons clients should house hunt in the fall, fewer bidding wars. Yeah, like I said before, the uh, the buyer pools are less. You're, le- you're, you're, you're less likely to be... Um, in a competitive offer situation or a multi-offer situation, they still do happen, um, even if they, they're unplanned, mm-hmm. um, but they still do happen in the fall, but you're just less likely. Okay. Another great show, Philip Golfi. Uh, you can call him anytime at 905 575 know. Here. It's wow. incredible. That Rob Golfi was silent <laughs> just, today. Guys, yeah, it just interrupts <laughs> me the whole time. Go online to robgolfi.com. Again, uh, great show. We're back next Saturday at 9. A big thanks to producer Jerry Loenga as well. My name is Rick Samprin. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.